Welcome back to episode 21. Last episode was actually 20 of Star Wars oh. in a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And today, today is a very special day other than being, other than our episodes being legal age. Um, other <laughs> than that, um, we have finished Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, 100 to 136. Um, 36 minutes, uh, just because we wanted to finish it off. But be yeah. warned, Season 3 is not ending for like a month and a half or something. I think we figured it out. Because we're still doing the Gendy Tarkovsky Clone Wars. But other than that, um, let's, let's um, get into it uh, with this. So, uh, All right, yeah. let's do it. Um, so, we get into it with the, like, continuation and ending of the Droid Factory thing. Yeah. It's weird, because I didn't write anything down. I didn't find anything super remarkable about that sequence. Yeah, me neither. It was, um, it was, uh, interesting. I don't quite understand how Padme dodged all those giant metal slammers. Maybe she's Force-sensitive or something deep down, too. She was doing some pretty crazy, uh... Maybe there's that, there is that theory that, like, the Force is protecting, like, the idea that the Force is, like, kind of protecting the, like, maybe Anakin through, the, like, because the Force is protecting Anakin and Obi-Wan through that, it's also protecting Padme. I've heard that theory thrown maybe. around a lot, but Is yeah. that why, would that explain why Stormtroopers seem to be really terrible shots against named characters? Yeah, actually, that that is a theory. That is a theory. We should look um, into that. that seems we should look intriguing. into that. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it, that'd it, be an interesting discussion. It explains some stuff, but it also offers up some questions, you know. I gotta say, yeah, I this segment is the most positive I've ever felt about this movie. Oh, can you elaborate on that? Because, wait, Attack of the Clones is your least it, favorite. It used to be your least, it used to be, is it still your least favorite it's, Star Wars it's movie? It's always been my least favorite, and it always probably will okay, be, Okay, so what did you what did you find to enjoy this time in this the latter part of the movie well first of all i always have a ground rule with star wars and it's especially true with the prequels i think the original trilogy and the sequels it's less true with which is that when they're fighting and not talking the mu the movies usually get better interesting and what are they doing the majority of this segment fighting, fighting and not and talking, not talking. Um, now, I, I gotta say, I like a little dialogue thrown into combat sometimes. Um, I don't like it when, like, but still, they're, they're doing a lot more, like, there's not clunky exposition, there's not terrible dialogue, there's a conflict that seems pretty measured and pretty laid out, you know, gr a group of people are trying to leave the Republic, the Republic doesn't want that because the Republic thinks that it's mem it works for everyone when really doesn't. And the Republic also, until about like 10 minutes before the end, doesn't really have a defense system. So yeah. they just kind of use the Jedi instead. That part's really good. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Also, Geonosis, everything that happens on Geonosis, I think is just brilliant, honestly. Yeah. I like um, I like the design of Geonosis with the big rock fires. Like, I think that's cool. I want. I'm tempted to say that Geonosis is my favorite planet from the prequel trilogy. Yeah, I think it is. Really, it's, it's you know it's, it's interesting that you should say that the no dialogue scenes are what you like the best because conversely, I felt that um in my experience it kind of um what's the word 
I, it felt irksome how there were long stretches with no dialogue. And it, it gave felt, us less um, to talk about, like, like in those sequences, but, like, and I get what you're saying, but, like, you know. It felt like the experience kind of sagged for me when, yeah. like, there were just I'd long stretches balance, of silence. You know, like, if, if you have li too little dialogue, the movie doesn't feel compelling enough. If you have too yeah. much dialogue, it becomes clunky and overexposed. There's a yeah. balance that this movie really never achieves. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did do some cool, I got some really cool research stuff. I'm like, you all know right. what? These arena beasts, they're so awesome that I'm going to research all of them. So that's what I okay. did. There's not a lot on, I, I only restricted myself to the canon parts of Wikipedia um, okay. when pulling out some stuff. Um, and there's like, there's not a lot, but um, here's some interesting stuff. The Nexu, yes. the Nexu, the cat thing that Padme kicks. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's actually, it is actually classified as a feline, and it's native to the mm. planet of Cholgana. That is an actual planet that it's native to. Um, okay. Interesting thing. Uh, Doc Ondar, um, who is referenced in Solo and runs a a shop of antiquities in uh, on Batu that you can actually go to in Galaxy's Edge. Wow, okay. Um, he, he, keeps a, he kept a head of a Nexu in one of his stores. Wow. Yeah, it's Do it's we know crazy. in the lore, did he, did he I, We don't know how or... he got it. We don't know how he got it. We just know that he has an, a head of one. Okay. Um, also, so uh, that's the Nexu. The Ackley, which is the one that Obi-Wan faces off against, it's, an, it's classified as an Amphibious reptilian crustacean. Native. Wait, hang on a second. What? It's a reptile and a crustacean crossover. How um, can something be a rep? Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna go with it. It's, it's native to the planet space. of Vendaxa. Um, interesting um, uh, parallel here is that it actually comes up in, in a Star Wars Adventures comic, which is like a smaller kid comic um mm -hmm. there's a there's an issue about um kylo ren and hux actually encountering one on vendaxa between the events of episodes eight and nine um yeah. and and kylo ren takes it down which is cool um you know the crossing over the prequel sequel era yeah, yeah that's pretty cool you know if my memory serves me correctly in the original battlefront game Battle the, the the very original one. When did it come out? What two thousand three? Maybe two thousand five. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Wow. Are you talking about the original Battlefront one or the original Battlefront? The 2? original Battlefront one. The original Battlefront one. I believe there is um a uh, a Nexu, the Bug Beast um in a campaign mission, and I think it's on the planet. It's either on Felucia or. Are you talking no, about yeah, the Acklays on Felucia? I think they're Acklays on Felucia. Wait, which one's the Acolyte? The bug, the bug beast. The, the the one with the claws. Yeah, the giant, the giant bug, the praying mantis, the praying man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, an Acolyte. Oh, I apologize, an Acolyte. And I, I thought that was interesting. Obviously, it's not canon, but I wonder if at some point Acolytes were to have meant to have lived on a uh, Felucia. Felucia, and if so, I mean, I wonder this if they is ever the planet that has them. rancors native to it, so. Don't expect yeah. anything too pleasant from Felucia. I wonder if they were ever planning on putting Ackles in um, Felucia in Revenge of the Sith. Maybe. Although Felucia was only on screen for a tiny bit. Yeah, so. it was like for two minutes, yeah. 
Um, the funny thing is, I couldn't find any other canon appearances of the Reek. Um, wait a second. The only thing wait, I could find is uh, it's native to the planet of Yelysia. That's it. You know, I, ha I happen to know something about the Reek. I read it in a reference book once. So I don't know if it's canon anymore, but... Probably not. The Reeks I... are naturally vegetarian, but um, they are forced to eat uh, eat only meat in the Geonosian arena, which makes gives them their red color and makes them aggressive. That's interesting. I did read that they were forced to be omnivorous in, on that page, so that's probably true. Mm, maybe maybe it's omnivorous. Yeah, maybe I got it wrong. Yeah, it's 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 that it's really cool. I love those arena beasts. I I know that the prequels often get panned for their weird use of cgi but like um but i thought the all the arena beasts are super awesome um i also love that um i also there are two other things about this whole arena scene before the jedi come which is that yeah. anakin has a bad feeling about this <laughs> yep um which marks our second canon appearance second canon appearance i'm going with yeah no wait third third i mean not no, I mean third appearance on the show, second canon appearance, because we gotta count Bounty Hunter when the Tordarian dealer said it to Django. Yeah. Um, okay. We also get a very minor meme. We don't get many memes in this, um, but there's one minor, minor one. Yeah. Do you do you know which one I'm referencing? Uh no, I don't. She can't do that! Shoot her! Or something! <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a minor meme. I've seen that referenced a lot. I think it's maybe biased because I think it's funny. It's, it's, like a, it, it's a funny meme. It's, uh... I was doing a little research. It turns out the Geonosians, um, the, the crazy guns, the ones that go like blue, 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 blue. The, the Sonic shoot. stuff? Yeah, they're actually not lasers, which I didn't know, but they're Sonic. So I tried to research it, but. The only, the only thing I could find was <clears throat> the weapon's energy is enveloped in a plasma containment sphere shaped by emitter cowls that channel the sonic beam, which I wasn't very helpful to me. But I, I still kind of like that they're um they're very unique. I think they're cool. Yeah, they are really cool. I like the sonic imploders. I, I just love Geonosis in general. They're really cool. Um so then, of course, Mace Windu gets two hundred twelve Jedi, two hundred twelve of them, to go and mess some stuff up on Geonosis. Um, and I gotta say, uh, for those of you who know how big of a fan of Jedi I am, even watching this for like the seventeenth time, I'm sure I just kind of giggled when I saw it. I'm like, this is good. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, and then they all die, kind of, which is well, and a bad. Yeah, it's, a lot of them die. Um, I took it upon myself to research all of the Jedi at Geonosis. Are you ready for a really long list? Uh, yes. Whew. Besides Mace Windu, I'm not counting Mace Windu. Stop. Let's actually. I'm gonna, Jacob. I want to yeah. try something with you. Can you okay. please identify on your fingers how many of these you know? Yes, I will. Okay, Stas Ali. Check. Sora Bulk. Check. Sta Den Eken. Nope. Kit Fisto. Yes. Terados Gone. No. Berdin Jace. No. Pablo Jill. No. Sefjet Josal. No. Agen Kolar. 
Yes. Plo Koon. Yeah, are, are, are there 212? Are we going through 211 no, of these? No, there are like okay. two dozen of them or something okay, like that. Okay, yes. Eeth Koth. Yes. Sar Labuda. No. Ki Adi Bundi. Yes. Beris Offi. Shoes at Genesis? Yes. Yep. Even Peel. Yes. Kat Keen. No. Kmars Redath Gong. No. Ayla Secura. Nope. Fiex. Yes, no, yes. <laughs> Fiex Search. Nope. Galdos Stoth. Uh, no. Boltar Swan. Yes. Nikonas Tasu. No. Shakti. Yes. Saisi Teen. Yes. Coleman Trevor. Yes. Luminara Unduli. Yes. Tan Yester. No. That's it. How many did you get? I, I think I got uh, 14. 14. Pretty good. I think there are like 20, 21 of them, but like, yeah, that's pretty good. No. Um, I recognized um, one of two of the ones I always recognized. Good trivia, by the way. If you ever are in a trivia and coming up with questions, these are good ones. The two Je you know the names of the two Jedi who throw Anakin and Obi-Wan lightsabers? No, I don't. I've, They're Nikonas Tasu and Sefjet Josal. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know who they are. But that's Th cool that's literally that. the only thing they do. That's literally the only thing they do is they throw Anakin and Obi-Wan lightsabers that they then Who is the dinosaur Jedi that almost kills Count Dooku and then gets That's Coleman Trevor. Destroyed by Okay. Wow. Good job, Coleman Trevor. Yeah, you screwed everything up. You could have done something. He had, by the way, his species, at least in Legends, I don't know about this in canon, had 360 degree vision. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Also, he was a master of Sarisu, which is form three, which is the defensive form. Yeah. Buddy, 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 buddy. You could have done so much, and you did so little. Yeah. Oh well. Um, oh well. I found it funny how they um they they would like um knock the uh the B ones. Oh yeah, I saw that too. That way. was they, so like, weird. How, like that's a grievous that, wouldn't that move. Against, wouldn't that be against the programming? Yeah. Do, Dooku what says, programming was that? Yeah. Dooku says like, careful, grievous. Those battle droids are expensive. Well, first off, are they really though? And uh. Maybe you're getting ripped off, um, but secondly, why would then would they be programmed to destroy each other? Yeah, it does seem really strange. Um, it maybe it was a malfunction or something. Yeah, maybe a um, malfunction. I don't. Know. I found some other notable uses of B two super bad droids throughout the canon. Number one, as security on Quarantine World Three, and uh, they're destroyed by Vader in the first Darth Vader, in the third issue of the first Darth Vader comic. And more famously, uh, they were bought uh, by, from, they were bought from Sidon Athano by Kragen, uh, who is one of the pilots, uh, no, who's one of the, sorry, not pilots, pirates, who was trying to take yeah. over the Colossus in season two of Star Wars Resistance, which is, Still by the way. Still haven't watched it. You should. That episode is in season two. It's called The Mutiny. It's so good. It's really okay. cool. There's also a B1 in there. It's so, such a cool connection between the sequel era and the prequel era. 
Um, yeah, cool episode, the mutiny. Uh, let's the see. mutiny. I'll look at it. In the middle of the battle, uh, Django Fett decides he wants to see some action. He jumps down. He kills the Reek. But what also happens? What also he happens? Dies. His head gets cut off by Mace Windu, uh, which is going to spur a desire for revenge in his young son Boba that we're going to see in. I guess that would be. This is crazy to think about. This season five of In a Galaxy, like the end of season five. Um, it would be our watching of season two of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we will see that later. I don't understand how Mace Windu and and Yoda and everyone just unquestioningly were like, "Oh, okay, cool, yeah." There was a mystery army. Yeah. Just a uh, two hundred fifty, two hundred thousand clones of a man you that Mace With Windu a million more just on the beheaded. Way. Yeah, 200,000 identical clones of a man, Mace Windu, just killed just for killed. being in league with the Separatists. How do you not think they're... by a Jedi who was fired from the Council for his extreme views and kept secret for 12 years. 10 years. In May, 10 years. And Mace Windu is just like, okay, okay cool, let's, do let's, this. Go, uh, let's, let's go blow up some spaceships. Okay, so I had one other question that the movie really should have answered. How did R2 and 3PO get out of the arena? Yeah, what? Wasn't R2's head getting dragged around or something? That was C-3PO's C-3PO's head. Sorry, he was on a battle droid. Yeah. It was a little silly, but they never really explained how they get back to Anakin and Padme because they're there at the wedding. And weirdly, I researched this one and I couldn't find anything. You You couldn't find anything? I could not find a single thing. Yeah, I could not find... It's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's strange. Also, there's another question I have, which is that when Dooku goes to one of the Separatist command centers and confers with Apocalypse uh, the Lesser, he seems surprised that the Republic has a clone army. Yeah, that... And unless he's re- putting on a really good act of pretending that he doesn't, he didn't realize, which could be possible, but I don't think is likely. Why doesn't? Why is he so surprised? Surely his master informed him of that. Yeah. It uh, yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But we you also know, in that scene get our first preview at a project that will plague the galaxy for the next 20, 25 years. The DS-1 Battle Station, also known as the Death, Death Star, Star. Which is originally a Geonosian design, apparently. Which is really weird. Really? I'm pretty the sure Geonosian actually design. after, um, I'm pretty sure after, um, Revenge of the Sith, actually, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm, the Empire actually, I think, uses Geonosians to build a lot of the first Death Star. And then I think, oh yeah, they do. Um, and then they and then they and then they wipe them all out. Literally all of them. Yay, good job. As seen the in the Vader comic, and also as seen later in Rebels season three. Is that the one with Doctor Aphra? Yeah, Doctor Aphra. Doctor Aphra. Uh, yeah. Nice. Have you seen the meme edit of that scene where it's like, um, <laughs> put the ship down, put Anakin. The ship down. I don't care. Put the, ship, put down. the ship down, Anakin. You'll be expelled. Like, I don't care. Put the, the ship down. You will be expelled from the Jedi Order. I don't care. I don't care. Put the ship down. 
I love that's, that. That's edit. So that funny. is a funny one. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Um, also, I wrote down this, which is surprisingly is it a surprisingly insightful thing, which is that Obi Wan has a clear shot that like it is clear as day to him right now. It should be at least that Anakin has fallen in love with Padme, and yet yeah. he does nothing. There is some uh, evidence to suggest that um, he knew and was like kind of uh, like pretending not to know, though. Yeah, it, it's just like it's, it ties into one of the biggest themes, I think, of the prequels, which is inaction. You know, because the things are going the way they are right now, people think that they don't need to keep other stuff from changing things you know like you know what i mean like people not sure i know what you mean because dark stuff may be coming for people but because things are the way they've always been people aren't taking measures to to make them stay the way they've always been and they're just assuming that they will always be the way they will always have been which is how Palpatine exploits anything, everything. It's by complacency and inaction sort of thing. Yeah, um, okay, I get it. Which I find fascinating. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, we... Then we get... In, then Count Dooku is about to leave, and Obi-Wan, Anakin, and then, of course, Yoda confront him. Uh, Jacob, you know what happens whenever we have a duel in Star Wars in the Galaxy. We have a duel analysis. All right, dual analysis. I just sent you a link. All right, yeah, I got it. Um, put Wait, please put sure. at half speed. Okay. Of course, Anakin rushes in and is blindsided by the Force lightning, and then Obi Wan deflects Force lightning, which is the first time we've ever seen that. Um, Jacob, if you go to the 40, 44 second mark. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Um, you, we can see Obi-Wan's fight style, which is very, like, even though he's very Sarisu-oriented, he does seem to have a lot of that punch of Ataru from his master. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, of course, Dooku, um, Dooku's using Makashi right here. It's his signature. It's very, he's very, it's very, it's dark side influence, but it's, he hasn't, like, I don't think he's let the dark side fully control him yet. It's very like, it's very like, I, I hate to use this word, but it's almost very kind of cheesy. It's like making mark of every single known weakness and just kind of toying with people thinking that they're yeah. on even ground when really they're not. Yeah. I don't understand. Anakin like runs, they have such a long blade lock when Anakin blocks, um, Oh, Goku's Oh, killing, uh, brave of you, boy! Blow. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, that might be because you have it uh half speed, but it, it, it's, 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 it's pretty surprising. long. It's surprisingly long. Um. We also have Anakin using dual sabers here. Um. Pretty zany. Yeah, I, I'd say Anakin's dueling style is pretty accurate of his emotional at this point. He's a very skilled warrior, but. He is way too reckless, and he doesn't really know, like, kind of what he's doing. 
He's kind of yeah. winging it a lot, which is why he steps on that power cord. Uh, yeah, I th- I don't know. Maybe do you think he does that on purpose? No, or I think he does sl- that he on purpose. He kind of slashes it. I, he's very. It's very. It's a very Zoom. improvisational thing. Uh, and then of course we have the infamous uh, Skywalker hand cut off. Yep. Um. That looks painful. Yep. Uh, and then we have one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite, uh, things about this movie, which is, and I know some people might find it controversial, I don't know what your stance on this, but Yoda dueling. I love it so much. Yoda dueling. What do you- He is just- flipping off the walls and going crazy yeah he is going nuts um i love how they start by using the force i love that idea of yoda getting to use the force um not for knowledge and defense and not for attack putting his money where his mouth is yeah yeah do you have any thoughts about any of the four participants in this duel um no, not really. I think it's um, I think it's a really cool duel. Um, I I like when the um. I I think it's funny how when the lights go out, they're kind of like, there's so much like um, they're just kind of like moving their sabers around and trying to fake each other out. That part looks really funny. It does. They're just kind of standing there, going like like um, they're afraid to um, get into it, like by the looks of it a little bit, you know. I really, I really just do love. I gotta say, I I love this duel. I also just kind of love Yoda dueling. I think they did Yoda dueling such a unique way and a right way with him, like using he he is really using his entire body as like a weapon. It feels like it feels like he is basically just a whirling, twirling javelin. He's flipping off the walls and stuff. Yeah, it's really I I just love yeah. that. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, also, Jacob, I think uh, our friend Kermit Palpatine has a really special guest star on his new... Kermit Palpatine? From last episode. Um, uh, uh, Kermit Palpatine has a really special guest star on this show. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Grand Army of the Republic! Yay! <laughs> we also get a heaping, heaping handful of the Imperial March. Like, boom, boom, John boom, Williams boom, really boom, wants boom. us to know that we're going into the Empire era pretty soon. Like, really yeah. wants us to know. Um, I just Yeah, that's one thing I love, just, like, throughout everything, the music remains The music so remains solid every single point. Consistent and solid and just really Even good. through the sequel, even through the, the sequels, the prequels, the originals, everything. M- music, solid. The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels, music, solid. Rogue One, solo, music, solid. It's great. Um, I also I also have warmed up. I don't know about you, but I really warmed up to the Forbidden Wedding thing at the end. I really think that sets yeah. a really good tone for the dark stuff that we're about to see. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. I understand why they had um. Uh, what's his? Why they had R two and three P there? That seems like a risk, but whatever. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Um. That is quite a bit of Attack of the Clones. That's it for the content of this episode of In a Galaxy. Now we have something pretty fun, which is Jacob has his first um, segment 
ever of one quarter portion. I'll link that, that up in the right. editing, I promise. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you, Eli. Today, we're going to be playing um, a game that we call Six Degrees of Star Wars. I'll give a little backstory for it right now. Basically, if you okay. guys don't know, there's a little game that's been played a lot on the internet and all those places called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which is de- which is um, connecting actors and actresses through their work with Kevin Bacon. The idea is Kevin Bacon's been in so many things or starred with so many people in so many things that within six steps you can connect anyone to Kevin Bacon. And uh, Jacob and I thought, you know, what universe is more connected than the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Uh, and so, definitely. how are we playing this game, Jacob? We have a... Uh, we, we get two Star Wars characters. We give each other two Star Wars characters. And then you have six steps to uh, to connect them. Yeah. Anything you we'll be, we'll be a little less life. strict with... We will be a little less strict with, like, six exactly. Um, it, your challenge is basically to connect them uh, through people that they've encountered. Um, there are some ground rules. I don't know if... Uh, Jacob, these will affect yours, but, like, you know, if, like, I don't think someone should be allowed to connect to Darth Vader if they met Anakin Skywalker once. Yeah. All right, no Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. And same thing with Kylo and Ben Solo. Also, you know, only Star Wars stuff that each of us have seen, so, like, we're only doing all the movies and Mando and uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. I strayed away from Resistance, all that, because you haven't seen it. Um, And only canon, of course. But yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay, right. Jacob. You yeah. must collect. Connect. Elon Sliazabagano, aka oh, the Yuana okay. by Sundustic Sky. Yeah. And Pow from Rogue One. You have six moves. Pow. Go. Um. Okay. Pow served with Jin Erso. Uh, in on Scarif, right? Yes. Uh, Jin Erso beamed the plans up to Leia, Tantiv V four. Okay. Leia was Leia was sent, was trying to get a message to Obi Wan Kenobi, and she briefly encountered Obi Wan Kenobi aboard the Death Star. So that's three, right? Yeah. Obi-Wan told Elon Slees-Bagano to go home and rethink his life. That's four nice. steps. Okay, Jacob, right. are you ready for your first one? I am so ready. I'd like you to connect Supreme Leader Snoke and Governor okay. Arinda Price in six steps. Supreme Leader Snoke and Governor Arinda Price. Okay. Oof. Um. Yeah. So Snoke knew uh, Kylo Ren. Okay. Does it have to be direct contact, or can it be? Because I was gonna say that Kylo Ren worshipped Darth Vader. Does that count or not? I'm gonna say no, because they didn't ever like meet. Like they same room, same room contact, or like hologram, or I don't think you can do Kylo Ren worshipped Darth Vader. It's okay. I got this. Okay, so Kylo Ren, can it be less than? It can be less than. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the less the better. Kylo Ren met Palpatine. Yes, yes, he did. 
Palpatine um, met uh, Palpatine actually was basically Thrawn's boss and brought him into the Empire's fold. And Thrawn, um, both um, in Star Wars Rebels and in the um, Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels and the uh, the Thrawn, uh, the Timothy Jean novel, not sorry, not Timothy Jean. Is it Timothy Jean? Yeah, this yeah. in the canon Timothy Jean novels, he worked closely um, for a long time with Governor Price, eventually becoming basically her boss. Yep. Um, so there we go. There was another pathway I was thinking of. Okay. Okay. Don't be embarrassed. Yes. Okay. You, there's there's a little bit more of a uh, of a connection. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Palpatine made Snoke. Yeah. You could connect Snoke to Palpatine back through the fact that Palpatine made Snoke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, don't yeah, worry I, about it. I guess it. I missed okay. out on that, but... Okay, don't worry oh, about well. it. Your path still works. Your path still works. Um, go, ahead with my, go ahead with my last one. Alright, your last one. You must connect Pong Krell and... Sabine Wren. Pong Krell and Sabine Wren. Pong Krell. Oh, I can do this in one step. Two steps. Two steps. Two steps. Pong Krell um, served in the five, like was general of the five hundred first legion on the Umbara campaign with Captain Rex. Ooh. Captain Rex met Sabine Wren. Nice. So I don't know if you know that. I don't think I've told this to really anyone yet. But um, I'm excited on, like, I think I'm going to do this for next week. I think we're, you know, we're doing uh, opinions next week. Um, and I think one yeah. of my favorite, my questions for that opinions is going to be, who is your favorite uh, Star Wars background character? Yes. And I'm going to talk about mine. My favorite background character right now, I'm going to reveal it a week early, but my favorite background character in Star Wars is Ochi of Bestoon from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, okay. I'd like you to connect Ochi of Bestoon back to Watto. Ochi of Bestoon. Can you can you tell me more about Ochi of Bestoon? Ochi of Bestoon is known for one thing and one thing only. Okay. He killed Ray's parents. Ochi of Bestoon killed Ray's he, parents. He was an agent of Palpatine who killed Ray's parents. Oh. So Ochi of Bestoon to Watto. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Ochi of Bestoon then must have been uh, employed... By Palpatine. Yep. So he probably had some kind of contact with Palpatine. Yep. And Palpatine knew Anakin, obviously. And yep. Anakin was once a slave for Watto. Yep. Boom. Palpatine's a really easy, um, like, connection. Palpa yeah, Palpatine yeah. is an easy, uh, if we want to ratchet up the difficulty, maybe if we, we ever do this again, yeah. we should ban Palpatine. Oh, we should ban, we should, we should ban, actually, that would be good. Let's ban Palpatine and Leia from this entire thing. All right, Palpatine. Because they know everybody. Um, they go. They know everybody. Yeah. yeah. I love doing this. This is so cool. I love seeing. I will. Um, I will extend an invitation to anyone. Um, first of all, please like. Actually, this is really it. Please um, email us uh, uh, at SW at gmail .com. One of the things you can email us with, and we will accept. Is you know every second week of the month we'll do two uh, six degrees of Star Wars. Email us and send us them, yeah. and we'll try to figure them out. Yeah, 
Make them uh, difficult. We'll make, uh, make them difficult, but watch I us will squirm. Yeah, watch us squirm. Uh, I will say, please only make them. You know, episodes one through nine: Rogue One, Solo, Rebels, Clone Wars, Mando. Right now, uh, until Jacob watches yeah. Resistance. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is this. That was really fun. I love doing that. Um, yeah, same. I would like to also end this episode by talking about one more uh, sort of project that Jacob and I are working on that you can also email us with. Um, if you guys have ever been in the Minecraft community at all, um, you know that there is an AP Minecraft exam. That's so crazy to me. It's hilarious. Um, we here at Star Wars in a Galaxy are working on an unofficial Star Wars AP exam. Um, and we, and we want to like, we want to have like fun questions that are like, they're different than trivia where it's like the goal is to get to like the most arcane facts of stuff. Aline Slutz, Bogno, uh, Pau, all of those people. Like, that's not our goal. That, uh, the under goal, of, the goal of the AP exam is to, it's to, more in an academic light to reg- like completion, like making sure you actually know Star Wars lore. You know what I mean? Um... Like, make, like, complete knowledge. So if you have questions for that, um, please email us at swnagalaxy.com. Wow, that's it for me. Just make sure, um, as always, follow us, um, uh, you know, follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, all of that stuff. Uh, Yeah. And may the force be with you. Always. May the force be with you.